this week is a very tactical episode. It's an episode where we're going to break down exactly how you can generate more qualified opportunities for yourself by adding video into your prospecting process. And we're going to talk to somebody who is incredible, who who is self-generating their own pipeline. They're not using an SDR. They they might have a, a few leads come from SDR, but they're an account executive who is out there using video to generate pipeline and close deals as a result of the videos they're creating. But what's really cool about this week's episode There's a couple of other learnings that we're going to take away. We're going to take away our guest has reinvented herself. Our guest started her career as a teacher, moved into a TV presenter's role, and then moved into selling, which is a really interesting transition from one career to the next. And for me, what I took away from this interview is that that reinventing piece, that self-discovery, that challenging oneself to do things differently that is that is a great learning. And I think with every everything that's going on, with the challenges that we seem to keep facing in, in the sales community, results are low. A lot of teams are struggling to hit quota. A lot of teams are struggling just to generate the required pipeline and they're struggling to hit quota. This is a great opportunity for us to really think about how can we continue to reinvent ourselves? How can we continue to learn and elevate and do things differently. So this is going to be a great episode for us to dive into. This podcast is brought to you by the Create Pipeline program from Sales IQ Global. This program will equip you with the skills, tools, and confidence to run an outbound strategy so you can generate more qualified opportunities and close more deals. Hear what Alice from DocuSign has been able to achieve since joining the program and our incredible community. So my name is Alice and I work at DocuSign as an EBR. And the, the reason I started Sales IQ was because I really needed that, that guidance and that training to make sure that the outreach that I was doing was hitting the nail on the head. So I was lucky enough to, to start the program early on in, in this role. And um, since then, I've been pretty successful. And last quarter, I finished on 185%. So have, uh, have seen some huge results by adopting the principles. Our next cohort is starting soon. So to learn more, go to www.salesiqglobal.com. Or if you have a team of sellers, talk to us about our in-house offering. Control your pipeline, control your destiny with Sales IQ. Now, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We hope you find this content valuable. We hope you find this podcast will help you think differently about your role and help you on the path of being the best you can be. And if you're a long-time listener, thank you so much for showing up and listening to this episode and being just awesome in supporting us in our mission in helping sales professionals be the best they can be. So we're going to get very tactical. Melissa, our guest this week, Melissa Gaglione, is going to get very tactical about how she creates her videos, how she goes about her structure. She's got a framework she's going to share with us today that you can implement immediately. So buckle up, take some notes, enjoy the ride because Melissa is, a, is an absolute gun. I've, I've absolutely loved talking to Melissa and hear her framework and see exactly how she goes about creating pipeline using video for herself. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Hi, hi, happy to be here. Yeah, pretty excited. I mean, I've heard I've heard you on a couple of other podcasts and 
it's funny, you know, I was listening to a few, uh, you on another podcast. I'm like, well, how the hell have you not been on my podcast? So thanks for jumping on <laughs> the Sales IQ podcast. Well, really excited to talk about video prospecting and mm -hmm. why sellers need to leverage video. But before we get into, to, into that topic today, I'd love to learn how did you start in the wacky world of sales. Yes, yes. Well, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad that you listened to some of those other podcasts and you <laughs> asked me to be on this show. Really excited to be here today. Yeah, so how I fell, fell into sales. Let's see, about four-ish years ago, I was a school teacher. Three-ish years ago, I was a on-air news reporter. <laughs> Two-ish years ago, I fell into sales because I applied for a producer role, a event producer role, and they said no, and they threw me in the sales department. And I was a little scared, but, you know, I, I, I thought maybe I could do it. Like, I'll give it a shot. And I actually ended up loving it. I loved, like, the sport of it. You know, I loved the competition. I yeah. loved winning, and I loved finally working really hard and getting paid to work really hard. So once I fell into <laughs> sales of selling events, the pandemic happened, needed to pivot. And I started a SDR role at Live Person, which is a AI messaging company, the number one AI company in the world. Yep. And within yep. one year, they promoted me to an enterprise account executive pretty crazy <laughs> well that's a pretty that is pretty crazy right but i think what's even crazier i've never had i'm just trying to think have we had a school teacher on our show right because it's not something that <laughs> you often hear hey i was a school teacher and now i'm in sales right um, yes. so what an interesting transition and i would love to know like and then and then you went into news reading right which is which is again completely different field to to, to teaching but what motivated you to move away from teaching and into a completely different realm, you know, of, of news reading and reporting, et cetera? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I come from, I come from a, a really nice Italian family. As you know, we, we briefly spoke about that a little bit and my tough Italian father really wanted me <sighs> to be a school teacher and I loved kids. I'm so good with them. I love to <sighs> teach. But in my heart, I always wanted to be a news reporter. And, you know, when it was time for me to go to college, he made it very clear, you're not going to college if you're going to be a news reporter. He said no. <laughs> he didn't believe in, in that career path. He wanted me to be a school teacher. Yeah. And honestly, I settled for it. I said, you know what? You're right. I would be great at it. I do love kids. It does make me happy. It will give me a life mm -hmm. that I thought that I wanted for. And then after my first year of teaching and getting my master's at the same time, I said, what am I doing? Because this is not my <laughs> dream. <laughs> and this isn't really what I want for myself. And it was really tough to go back and say, you know, I know I've spent a lot of money on college and I, and I put all this effort and all this hard work and there was passion behind it for sure. But if I was going yeah. to do something, I needed to do it in my early twenties. I just felt that I needed to go after it in my early twenties before, you know, I don't know. I just felt so compelled. So I yeah. went back to school in my second year of teaching. I was studying for journalism and I had one summer to get a job 
because, you know, as a teacher, you get paid throughout the summer. So I had, yeah. you know, that one summer to get a job and I really didn't know much about news reporting at all. I was just teaching myself a lot and I ended up having to make a demo reel, which is essentially you take your stories and you compile it into a mm. reel and you send that out to all different news stations and they watch and, you know, say no or say yes and things like that. Yeah. And I didn't have experience ever being in a newsroom so I had to pretend like I had experience in a newsroom. So I drove around the state of Florida with a suitcase of clothes in my in my Hyundai Elantra. And I went from location to location, just videotaping me. And I would change my outfit at each location So in my hair. So it looked like it was different days, but it was all in one day. And yeah. I kept filming, building out that demo reel, put it together, and I ended up getting a job in Texas within two months. So, I mean, I did it, I transitioned, it was awesome, yeah. but, you know, I, I definitely had to bet on myself and, you know, kind of just, just really, I just felt, I just felt like I had to do it, mm. you know? Sometimes you just have to go for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I love this, but I think what I love about what you've just shared with us is that the way in which you landed that job, the tenacity, the creativity, the putting your reel together, making that leap, backing yourself, you know, there was probably fear that you would you, you broke through, but you did it. You went on a journey, you made a decision mm -hmm. and you landed a job, right? And I think if we think about selling, and, and this is what I can't, I can't wait to talk about today's topic with you, because a lot of those attributes that you spoke about, a lot of those, the, the characteristics that you shared and the things that you did to land that job, are things that re great sellers do you know they back themselves they put themselves out there you know they put themselves in a in a in a, in a world where they can get rejected yeah. they can get pushed back but they just persevere they pursue and that's what often leads high performers to achieve certain outcomes and you know you shared with us in your current role that you know you've almost hit your target and you've still got you know months and months to go which is just incredible given that you've only been yeah. an account executive for a year but less um than. <laughs> less than a year so that's just less incredible than, right yeah. so talk to us about because obviously you went into that into that news reporter role and now video prospecting is a big part of your strategy right and i can see why so you video reporting video prospecting okay fantastic yeah. share with us how you leverage video to drive more net new meetings into your pipeline yes so you know what's crazy about it is that when we started leveraging video it was when i was an sdr right so being an sdr i learned so much to prepare me for the ae role i really yeah. feel like i needed that time and I, I called it when when i was an sdr i i would say like wow it's it's like i'm getting an education but they're paying me to do this like that's how i looked at the role <laughs> i looked at it as I was getting an education and it was, you know, with a yep. paycheck because <laughs> it was, it was to prepare me. And I took everything very seriously. I read a lot of books, listened to a lot of podcasts, had specialized study time every day. And then we started to dabble in video prospecting. Me and another girl who was new, we both started the same day as SDRs. We started digging around with videos. And so at first it was yep. these voice notes, you know, voice notes on LinkedIn. Yep. And so we would send those and I was like, you know, let, let me amp it up. Let me send a video. 
So I sent a raw clip, mm. no editing, you know, quick 30 second clip of, you know, me just saying how, you know, it would be beneficial for them to meet with my AE. And I sent that raw clip on LinkedIn and that was how I booked my first meeting. And I said, okay, I'm totally onto something. Like one, this is fun because this is what I used to do every day. I used to make these videos, write these scripts, tell these compelling stories. And like, now I get to do that in sales, you know, just in a different, just yep. telling a different type of story. So when it comes to video prospecting, I video prospect like a journalist. So I need to first understand the story, right? If I'm going to reach out to someone, why are they going to listen to me? You know, we don't have these long attention spans, so we yeah. have to be compelling. And if you're, if you're on a video and you're like, hi, I'm Melissa and I'm from live person. And I wanted to talk to you today because I saw on your, no, 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 no. Too many words. We're already, yeah. they're already not listening. You know, they're already not listening. And so as a news reporter, when you learn how to tell stories, right? When people are watching, they are on their phones or they're cooking dinner or, you know, they're, they're running around their house. You know, not everyone is really sitting down. So you have to tell something that's really compelling to get them to stop looking at their phone or cooking dinner or whatever it may be and watch your next package is what it's called, which is a minute and 30 seconds. The next 90 seconds, you need them to listen to you. And so yep. that's what I do with video prospecting, right? For the next 90 seconds, I need to get this person to be engaged in what I'm sharing with them, learn something with what I'm, what, what I'm telling them, and then feel compelled yeah. to do something about it afterwards. So very similar to a news story, right? I'm educating, and then there's usually a call to action at the end which would be like, so sign up for this race coming up or be ready to donate or head to our website. You know, there's always a call to action. So I'll kind of pause there <laughs> before I go into the story prep of it. <laughs> this is awesome, right? And I'm taking notes. And what's interesting, we see a lot of great data now. And Will from Lavender, if you haven't engaged with him, you've got to engage with him. Will from Lavender, our, our audience knows. Will, his platform helps sellers craft better emails okay fundamentally there's got a lot of emails he sees and yeah. data shows that there's about 11 seconds that mm -hmm. people take to read an email right they skim through 11 seconds and what's interesting about what you've shared you've said hey i want to get 90 seconds right so you want to get yeah. way more time and and in order to do that you need to get their attention and yeah. i just want to break this structure down because you've spoke about three things in your structure it's the hook which is the story you then educate them and then you compel them to take action can you yeah. just break that down a bit further when when you talk about that first hook right you said no don't say hey i'm from live pearl i'm, I'm from x this is my role this is why i'm reaching out you know scrap that what should a good intro sound like? Yeah, it is. And it, all you have to do is answer this question. So what is happening and why should they care? And if you can answer yeah. that question, that is the first thing that comes out of your mouth. Hey, Luigi, I was on your website and I noticed that your web traffic has increased by 60%. Are you experiencing higher call volumes because of this? You know, when you start to, and why would you care about that, Luigi? Because you're responsible for this. 
or I read this article that said that you are spearheading this initiative. Or I saw that you spoke at this conference and you spoke so highly about the importance of AI in the contact center, you know, whatever it may be. But your lead sentence is what is happening and why should they care? So this is all, and you know what though, what you're sharing, and I'm sorry to burst (laughs) people's bubbles that are probably listening to this going, I'm going to get the silver bullet. What you're sharing is fundamentally for any outreach message, You've got to cover that. You've got to cover the trigger event or some form of reason. Like this is why I'm reaching out because something's happening in your world. It could be you've, you know, you've changed roles, you've raised funding. You mentioned this on X. You've noticed some attribute about X that's leading you to say, well, this is why you should care. This is the relevant reason for me reaching out now. So I love that. So you talk a bit about the, the reason, okay, the what's happening and then you say why they should care. Now, can you go that next level deeper? So you've done that, you've got their attention. You know, you're right, they're cooking dinner. They're like, hang on a second. I'm just gonna, you know, put the put the heat down so I can watch the rest <laughs> of this message. Yes, yes. What does the rest of the message now say to them? So you have your lead sentence, right? We, we just went yep. over that. And then we go into the introduction, which the introduction is why am I specifically reaching out to you, Luigi, why you? And you need to show your research to gain credibility. I'm not just gonna say, you know, your title is, you know, VP, you know, care. I'm not, that's not enough, you know? Oh, you're the CTO, that's not enough. Mm. You know, you really need to dig deeper to gain credibility. Because if you can say something that makes that person feel really compelled. Like, look, I did the research and I read that, you know, or I or I listened to this podcast and you said that you were, you know, focused on adding additional channels to meet your customers. You said that. Let me put that right in front of you. Yep. So I'll pull up the video. I'll highlight the transcripts. I'll pull up the article. I'll take mm. screenshots of anything that I find, something that literally calls them out to feel yep. so compelled, like, hey, this is not only is this specifically for you, but you're the guy who's supposed to make this change. Mm. Yeah, I love this. So I, I, I bring it to them, you know, and I, you need to show that research because otherwise, you know, yep, you just you have to do a lot of research. Yeah, so this is awesome. And you know what I love about this, right? I can see why you're successful. I can see why you've almost hit your target in such a short period of time because, and I say this, you know, this is my, my, I say this a lot. I sound like a broken record on some occasions, but for me, that research that you're going into, the fact that you are earning the right Mm -hmm. to get their attention in their inbox and you, you are showing them, hey, this is not just, I'm showing, I'm not just doing snippets but actually showing you that I know you because I've done a level of research and I'm giving you a strong, compelling reason why you should take action today, right? And I absolutely love that because again, you're building your own, you're coming with a strong point of view and you're also demonstrating to them that, you know, you are a credible person because you've done that research because so many messages that, you know, I receive and I know that my customers and my clients receive in their inbox, it's just jamming their inbox up with all crap that 
it doesn't actually have relevance and it's not personalized. So I think this is awesome. Okay. And then how does a CTA sound like? So you've done, you know, you've got the lead sentence, what is happening, why they should care. You've introduced you, you've shown credibility, you've connected, you know, things that you've read about them, et cetera. What does your CTA then sound like that wraps up that video prospecting email or message? So this, the CTA is interesting, right? Right, right before that, right? I've I've gained my credibility and I showed research. I've already shared, you know, what the problem is. But in the main body yeah. of that, and again, this is this is a ninety second video, guys. Like this is this is probably sentence number three out of four okay. that you're gonna say. Yeah. So like the third sentence is like, okay, this is your status quo, or this is what's happening, and. Yeah this is the impact that you'll see and you start to instill fear in news we kind of instill fear <laughs> when something's going wrong so i yeah. kind of have to do the same thing for my prospect look if you don't make this change you're going to continue to spend mm. hundreds of thousands of dollars just throwing bodies at the problem or you know instead of just you know having some automation in place so even though, yes, I've already called you out. I already said the problem. I said, hey, you're the guy who's going to fix this. And if you don't, yeah. dun, 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 this is what's going to happen. And then how can I yeah. help? And it goes into, but don't worry. Like almost like there's hope because at the end of the news story, right? There's, yep. there's some sort of hope as to how you can help, how you can make the change, you know, how you can be a part of this. And that's the CTA. So it's, it's a mix of like how I can help which is, you know, companies like yours were implementing, you know, some some AI to handle the very easy, I'd say, intense. Mm -hmm. And this is how I can help. And so you yeah. want to just kind of wrap it all up and say, I'd love to, maybe not I'd love to, but let's talk. I'd love to show you more. I, I try not, I've been working on trying not to say I'd love to. It's hard not to. But, you know. <laughs> I, I say it. I say it all the time, Melissa. I actually say it all the time, and you know, if it, it it doesn't it doesn't stop me booking meetings. I book meetings every single day, like you, right? And I say I love it. Yeah. It's just I think that's the attainment. I know, but right. I do We're love very... to chat. So, like, please chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is awesome. So, I, I love this, and I think what you've done for our listeners today, you've you've provided a very you know simple framework yeah. that they can follow that will help them craft their message. And you're right, you're actually, and if you don't do the research, if you don't do the homework and find that relevant reason, it doesn't matter how good you look or sound on video, it's just not gonna compel them to take action. So I absolutely love the structure. Now, one question I wanna ask about this, right, is mm. multi-threading. So I'm a big fan of reaching out to multiple prospects within yeah. an account that I'm trying to engage with, right? Because obviously sometimes you can't, you can't engage with one. So you want to, you, you don't want to have that door shut, right? Do you, do you leverage video when you're multi-threading and oh, prospecting yeah. into an account? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's also great in the middle of the deal cycle, right? Yeah. Like if you want to okay. bring more people in. It's, there's a time and place for video for sure. Yeah. And if you know your audience and you know that they're watching it, then it's a great, way to keep communicating with them. But when yeah. it comes to, you know, bringing other people in or going after, so original, original outreach, right? If I'm just targeting an account, a top 10 
strategic account, I like to drip information. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't like to go, you know, let me go email all 10 of these people today. I like to yeah. drip. And I like to drip information where I start at the C level. I always start at the C level. And maybe I'll start with like the CIO or this, you know, whoever I feel most compelled to. This is based off of my research. This is based off of me figuring out, you know, who's going to make this decision. You know, who's 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 someone that has even done things in the past. You know, if I look at their LinkedIn and and they say that they've spearheaded like previous, you know, projects, then yeah, I'm going to go to that yeah. person because they're a doer. They do things. So yeah. one, understanding who I'm reaching out to and then choosing how I'm going to drip this information. And so I start with who I think would be, you know, most compelled to. And I almost want to drip it in the sense of that they think it's like their idea. <laughs> so instead yeah. of like the same email, just kind of getting passed around that everyone got, instead I'm going to one person, hyper strategic, very focused as to what I want to tell them. Maybe I start with the original email first, then I'll send yeah. a video second or third, but I want them to be the one to share it. Yeah. Instead of everyone getting the same thing, I mean, oh, we got that email. Like, I want, I want them to say, yeah. like, oh, check this out. Like, what do you think about this? So, how do you? This is really great, right? So, how do you then differentiate the the different messages so that the message that you're sending is a unique, it's new, it's educating them again, so that it becomes relevant for them versus like you're right, like sending the same message multiple times. Well, yeah. Well, of course. Like. I mean, the persona is number one. I'm not going yeah. to reach out to the CMO and talk to them about how we can cut their customer care costs. They don't care about that. They care about their conversion yeah. rates. So I'm going to talk to them about their conversion rates. I'm going to talk to the CIO about how he okay. can save some money. I'm going to talk to the VP of care about how they can increase their CSAT. So you have to take your product yeah. and, you know, align it to the persona. I think, I think we, we, I hope we're all doing that. If, if you're not, then you're not relevant. Yeah. You have to be relevant and understand this person's world and talk to them as if, as if you, you know, I mean, you can help, um, you know? So it's going to be different when I'm going after each person in the C-suite. Maybe I start with the CIO, maybe the COO is similar, right? To the CIO as to what we can talk about, but maybe more the CIO yeah. talking a little bit more about, you know, compliance, things like that, maybe a little bit more security there, but CMO, yeah. you know, you got to talk marketing to them. How is this going to benefit them? How is your product going to make their job better? How are you going to, how is your product going to help them get their next promotion? How is it going to make them yeah. a rock star? Yeah, you're making them the hero. So yeah. again, I love this. I actually love it. I think, and, and again, what I'm hearing you say is when you are multi-threading, you're making sure that you've got a very clear, clearly defined persona built out on your org map mm -hmm. and you're making the, the message hyper relevant to their role yeah. and to the KPIs and goals that are important to them. So, you know, I love what you've shared and I love the fact that you drip. You don't just send every single message out at the same time, you're dripping it over the course of your, your, your sales cycle. So absolutely yeah. love that. Hey, just with regards to that, that whole video prospect, if somebody's listening to this thinking, you know what, Melissa, I've heard it, I've been seeing, you know, video prospecting for the last two years has, has come alive and I'm still not doing it. I still have a bit of fear. You know, what's a couple of tips that you can give people to break down that fear and start sending videos today? Yeah. So 
nobody likes to see themselves recorded. <laughs> so it's okay if, if, it, if you cringe over it or if you're rewatching your videos and you're like, oh, like this isn't good or this isn't perfect or things like that. It's uncomfortable for everyone. Nobody likes to, yeah. you know, I used to, sometimes I wouldn't even watch my own newscast because I was like, oh, I just, sometimes it's just too, like, I just couldn't do it. Like it's yeah. important to, so it, it's okay. It's get uncomfortable, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, it's, it's a little nerve wracking because you think like, you know, now, so now people are putting a face to the name and they could judge me or they might think that I'm something or, you know, maybe I don't say it right. Or maybe I don't have the best way to, to announce things, you know, take that all out. We are all human. We are all people. You know, we are just in sales, just trying to get people to come in for a meeting and feel compelled in a connection to us. And at the end of the day, yeah. if that deal closes, like you, you won't care that if you acted, if you looked silly on that video or not, like you're not going to care. Yeah. Like It got you the deal to close. So if you're not doing it, I mean, give it a try, like at least see if that's your channel, mm. but to start off like something that I, I know I didn't touch upon this yet, but it's really, really critical is the number one tip. Yes, the story is great. Video prospecting like a journalist is great, but you need to get them to click it and to watch the video. Yeah. And that's okay. number one, that's really hard to do. So if I were you, I would do what I do. And that's making it like a YouTube video. You ever go on YouTube and you see like bloggers and they put their clickbait up there. They show like, they put like a picture. Like if I was going to review yep. a product, you'd see, you know, the picture of the product. You'd see like a, an emoji of how I'm feeling or, you know, things like that. So that's what I do with my prospects too. On the thumbnail, I'll put a picture yep. of their face. I'll put their company logo. I'll put something that's like compelling and it literally looks like a YouTube video. And yeah. you know, like at that moment they see that it's for them and yeah. they click it. So And what's your subject line sound like? Because I think this is this is this is awesome, right? Because this is the same. It, we 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 are trying to get them to the first objective is open your email. Second objective is to click their link. So I love it. You're customizing yeah. the thumbnail. I love that, right? But what is your subject line? And how many well, words? Well, usually I send it around videos. I, I don't usually send the first email because I'm yeah. not going to make a video for someone if they're not going to open their email. You know, it's just yeah. too much time. So first I want to see, okay, is this their channel of choice, right? What is their yeah. channel? What channel do they leverage? Do they leverage LinkedIn? Do they leverage email? Do they leverage Twitter? Yes, you can. I've booked meetings off of Twitter with video. It, it works. Yeah. But first you need to identify the channel, okay? So... Once I send my first email, the subject line is, is usually, you know, two words, two, three words relevant to that person. There was one prospect that I made a video for and in a previous post, like the month before, sometimes I'm creepy, but like the month before he <laughs> wrote about how United Airlines didn't send him his bags, like he lost his bags yeah. or something like that. So I made the subject line, like, hope you got your bags back and obviously watch that video. So something that's just like a little different. And I did, I didn't just make it irrelevant. Like I did intertwine it because I also did talk about how Delta is a customer of ours and how, you know, using yeah. AI messaging could have helped you get your bags back. Like you tie it back. Like you can't just have a 
you can't just have an irrelevant subject line like I like tacos and then you have to somehow bring tacos into your message and make it make sense and relevant and personalized. So it does have to align, but the subject line, like don't make it any longer than three words. It should be short and sweet to the point. And your first message similar to, I mean, what lavender does is really smart. You know, you have the first 11 seconds, right. To get someone Mm -hmm. to read or buy into that email same thing like you just yeah. have to short sweet to the point how you can help them first email needs yeah. to be not long if it's too long you're just done <laughs> well melissa this has been awesome you've jam-packed some serious yeah. value in for our listeners and i think you know i've i've got a i've got notes here because i think again i love the structure that you've put together you've put together a structure identify the channel so don't send video in your first email. Find the channel that they engage with the most. Second, make sure the subject line is relevant and it gets them to tr- gets them to open your email. Third, custom thumbnail. Don't just you know don't rush through this. Less is more. So custom thumbnail. I love it. Right. Then introduction and why. So show them that you know them. Build credibility. And I love the fact that you talk about you know if you don't make this change, this is what could happen. Mm-hmm. And then how you can make them the hero. Which, which is a compelling CTA. So for me, this has been an awesome episode. I just want to say thanks for coming on our podcast. But before we let you go, where can our listeners find, engage, and learn more about you? Yes. So add me on LinkedIn. I'm super active on LinkedIn. It's it's just Melissa Gaglione, G-A-G-L-I-O-N-E. I know it's it's a it's a fun <laughs> last name. <laughs> just like yours. Yours is fun too. But add me on LinkedIn. I am trying to drop some more content on video prospecting, working on a small course that should be live in the fall. So stay tuned for that. Again, you know, I am, I feel good about what I've done so far. I have a lot more to learn and a lot more to share. So, you know, be a part of the community. I'd love to connect. And if anyone has any questions, just DM me. I talk to people all the time. And if you are a transitioning teacher, definitely connect with me. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, hey, I just want to say thanks for the podcast that you've been on so far. Thank you for the contribution you are making because, you know, it's, it's people like yourself that are out there doing it that are not just, you know, talking, you're doing it, right? You're doing it, you're booking meetings and you're converting these meetings you're creating for yourself. You're doing what great sellers do. They make it rain, they make magic happen and they create something out of nothing. So I just want to say thanks for the contribution you make. Thanks for jumping on the podcast and yeah, just thanks for everything you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. (laughs) 